Happy Thursday, and I apologize if I seem a little sleep deprived because I actually am. We just had a baby about uh, 12 days ago, so um, hopefully I put some sentences together that make sense because we have got a great guest. Jeff Hill of Remote Home Check and also MoleculShield is with us to talk about technology, data, caregiving, all of the important aspects of maybe the future of aging and caregiving. So stick with us. But first, I want to give a big thank you to Serenity. And Serenity is going to tell us a little bit about what they do, why they do it, and how they can help our families stay connected. And we're back. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to the talented, courageous, Catherine Wells. Ooh, I like that. I like that one. Let's I use that too. one. I Excellent. I car this morning. I was like, I got to go. Oh, wow. Check you out. Yeah. It, so you can put a few words together. Uh, which is awesome. Right. And I, so, I'm at yeah. that age where I've had my time of no sleep with children. And yeah. now I get to just enjoy the little babies and then hand them back to mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the best part anyway. Yeah. So um, welcome, everybody. So excited to have you here. If you're listening live, let us know where you're listening from. And we would love to have your questions and comments along the way. So don't hesitate to post them. Um, Jeff, really excited to have you here. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, guys. This is a, a really a treat. And tell us, uh, tell our audience, what state are you coming from right now? Absolutely. We're out of Atlanta. Um, we work with folks all over the world, in particular North America. But yeah, I'm out of here, uh, here out of Atlanta. And uh, we have people all across the country. But yeah, we, we headed up here cool. from the southeast. Awesome. And we just had a little bit of a hurricane this morning. Kind of. That was a weird thing. Like you never think being this far inland that you would have like 60, 70 mile an hour winds and power lines down. But oh. we did. And it's Georgia. So you know how we freak out whenever anything happens here. So yeah. it's a little <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask about the weather because we have a client at Serenity that's down that way. And we were on the phone with them yesterday and they went, we have trees falling. We got to go. And we're like, OK. Yeah, it's <laughs> no pretty brainer. crazy. It was it was I got out and, and drove around this morning. I was concerned because a lot of folks were, were without power. And so oh, they wow. were saying up to a million people actually didn't have power this morning. So it's, it's just you know, strange being that far from the ocean. But anywho, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, well, it's great to have you here. Can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, absolutely. a little bit about your business and a little bit about the why? Why are you doing this? Absolutely. And that's like my most favorite thing to talk about. So um, I, I have been the, the founder and CEO of Remote Home Check and our senior care organization tool, One Point Senior Care, for about the last two and a half years now. And um, I started this company because uh, a while back I found you know, that my dad actually suffers from cognitive impairment. And it's been really um, informing and educational to see kind of the what that looks like um, because you know it's um, similar to a dementia but it's going to take a lot longer and we've seen that kind of be the case it started at kind of a relatively uh, a relative early age and so I started to look at uh, the different ways that technology could help to impact people who are either trying to age in place which we know 90% of seniors want to do or seniors um, really when do we know when they need to take that next step in care when do we need to you know when is it time to maybe take a look at the driving I tell people all the time you know um, 
um, you may go visit somebody. When was the last time you drove in the car with them? <laughs> you know, it can be a it can be a very different kind of story oh, that's told there. Jeff, and so, I tell you, we had that experience with my dad, and all four of us kids would have separate rides with him, and we would call each other. Oh my God, I almost died. How are we going to get his license away? <laughs> yeah, and Catherine, you know that's not an easy conversation to have. Know. You know, uh, because that's really the independence. So. Um, you know, when that when that started to happen, I started to look at what are the different tools that are available in the senior care world that we can use to bring in to have that understanding of how people are doing, even if we can't be there. So it looks like Francis already getting a helping hand from his yeah. little one here. Great, I yeah, love it. yeah, Hi, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, we just started to look at that. Huh? We're going to see the license. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. It, it's it's okay. all right. This is this is life during COVID. This is yeah, what we're is. all living. It this is. is reality. It's authentic and real, and we I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was really interested in technology and how technology can help seniors. And um, I just saw there's like a million different things out there, a million different applications, right? Like I can use one for incontinence. I could use another one for remote patient monitoring, another one for, you know, there's a million. And when we start to look at managing care, that gets to be a lot of technology and heavy lifting for someone who, you know, they're probably not they don't have a technology background, right? But if we really want to stay up on what's happening, um, we needed to make those tools that are available for caregivers be the easiest thing that they possibly could use. And that's really um, where we started off our, our, our journey with uh, developing an IT solution. And I've been in uh, technology for about 20 years now and uh, been through um, working with electronic health records, electronic medical records, um, as well as the technology on the back end to be able to implement that. And, um, you know, if I think Francis and I talked a little bit, one of the things that got me interested was home automation and, and the idea of Internet of Things, right? Everything is connected. So how can we create instead of like, um, you know, you see a lot of people who create like tools to monitor seniors. I don't want to use cameras or anything invasive like that. How can we just use the environment around us? Things like motion sensors, open, closed sensors, sensor technology we've used for a while. How can we be able to incorporate that into a smarter system? So really, you know, we're able to leverage the artificial intelligence aspect that helps us to under things, understand things like falling, wandering, um, you know, when uh, medication may be off, you know, all of these different things really help to build a holistic image of, um, you know, how someone is doing in the aging process. And uh, my why is really, I believe that seniors today in this age uh, are not given the respect that they were, um, you know, especially as we look back in history. And I do believe that there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And I think our current age focuses a lot on knowledge. What do we know? What can we prove? But a lot of life, uh, and oh, I have to make sure my parents aren't hearing this, uh, a lot of it is that <laughs> that that a knowledge plus experience. And I think that we need to be able to, to put seniors in a position position where instead of trying to just keep pace with the world that we're experiencing today, they can actually uh, prove to be those um, pillars in our society that I think we really need right now as well. That's so great. So, yeah, so well said. So well said. And I, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, Thank that you. I agree. <laughs> no, it's true though, is you bring, you bring a point that we've, you know, we have this, I, I feel more and more people that I talk to, and I'm sure Catherine can relate a little bit, is they're fearful of this aging, this, you know, we have this rampant ageism, whether it's in, 
you know, in healthcare, you just around COVID, right? About the, everyone's these, the fear around the, what are they calling the, 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 um, not triaging of care, but the, um, the, you know, they're going to control the care, right? They're going to ration the care, right? Based on age. Mm-hmm. Care right? rationing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ratchet wow. care or, you know, job opportunities are harder if you're over the age of 45. You know, these things that are, you know, we had Michelle Olson on who had that um, ageism shirt on, which I thought was awesome. I can't remember the stinking name. of uh, her. Uh, Recovering ageist. Yeah, it's recovering ageist where, yes. you know, it's like exactly what you said is this idea of the losing the respect for the wisdom yeah. as someone ages. And I, I, I applaud that because that hits home really um, a lot for me as well, too. Yeah, yeah, and there's a. I think there's a sea change happening around that, or at least beginning. There's certainly a sea change happening in senior care around technology and adopting technology, and not having it be so. Um, kind of what we were talking about right before we went live. That there's this fear factor around technology that it will, it will take over, and it's really not about that. Technology is an aid, and it's a right. fantastic aid that allows us to automate or or take care of things that allow humans then to do more of the things that we're really, really good at doing, which is providing exactly. care and connection and purpose. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, that type of care that we're looking for, I'm not, you know, our company isn't set out. We, we hear all the time about AI is going to take my job. And you yeah. know what? I think something crazy, like 40 something percent of the workforce right now is at risk of in the immediate future of AI impacting their job in a, you know, in a negative way, but there's still 60%. And this is part of that 60% where we're already short on caregivers, right? We're just using technology to augment that, to make it an easier experience. And I say that, um, with the idea behind that, you know, I was talking about how I saw all these different applications for all these different purposes. It's all about bringing that together into a single place, right? Bringing that data together. And we see that in healthcare as a challenge as well, you know, with health records and things like that. I heard a crazy story not too long ago about um, Munchausen's disease. And, you know, you can actually get it just by taking care of someone else who has Munchausen's someone who believes they're kind of always sick. And, um, you know, the details of the story are crazy, but the reason that we weren't able to identify it is because there are data is still in these silos um, within our society. And I think that that's something that we've really got to uh, change. And so one point looks to bring all that data together, whether you're looking at vitals, whether you're looking at things like cognition score, uh, activities of daily living, medication adherence, all of these things tie together to help us to have a better picture. And again, it's an environment, not, um, not so much a camera or device. And uh, Francis, you really hit the head, nail on the head right now. Um, COVID is impacting so many seniors right now. Um, and I, you know, I could not believe it's absolutely abhorrent some of the stories that we hear out of, you know, senior care communities today. And so our, our company set out using our same technology that brings everything together. We started an organization called MoleculShield. You can check us out uh, at MoleculShield.com. But the idea there is we want to bring together technologies like UVC 222 lighting systems that are safe by the FDA for humans to be under, uh, but it kills the virus in a tenth of a second and it has a 99.9% kill ratio. Um, Francis, we're doing this with like robots, uh, autonomous robots that can drive around and stuff like that. Um, But combining that with, you guys have probably already seen um, UVGI filtration. So if you're running a um, commercial HVAC system, 
the those uh, filtration systems, UVGI, and the ultraviolet systems can actually be applied to the building as well, and that sanitizes the air, which, you know, there's been so many questions about, can this be transmitted in the air or not? Um, but, you know, things like that, as well as uh, contact tracing just by phone number or um, little things that allow us not so much to, you know, monitor seniors, but really monitor uh, if the virus is able to get in and out of these communities. So we've really built a solution that's designed for seniors to help fight COVID because we see it to be such a huge solution. That is something that we are actually, we're seeing everyone from restaurants to, you know, sports, sporting venues reach out to us for that type of technology. It's a really exciting time. I want to go back to something that I think is really important here is, um, you know, not only that, I mean, Molecular Shield sounds such a need because I think we are, uh, and Kath and I think will agree, we are at a tipping point here for how we design and look at our aging healthcare environments. And I think the some of the infection control things we're doing now in technology things are here to stay. Like we finally right. pushed the industry to be like, all right, we've got to accept technology. Like Catherine's, you know, Serenity Engage app has been a blessing that we began to pilot it before um, COVID because it enabled us to stay easily connected through a HIPAA compliant like messaging picture app mm -hmm. that, you know, normally we'd have to make maybe a ton of phone calls, but today we can do a quick little exchange and families like, oh my God, I got an update for mom. Even if I can't see her, I got a picture and a comment of how she's doing. I feel so much better. Like the transparency is what I love. It's forcing us to pull back that cloth. And I want to kind of talk something that always is hard here is this senior in technology and this kind of fear of technology. How do you think we can overcome that? Uh, would you like me to answer? Kathy, yeah. you take a straight yeah. that one? Bo no, both no, no, that's you. Yeah, both, both <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, I've specifically looked at, I wouldn't want important data, health data, um, from, from just in my position, like with my father, uh, I wouldn't want to rely on the validity of that information. So that's something that we need to be able to create, you know, it may start off where we're using a pendant or a watch or a wear, you know, wearable type device. Um, but we really want to have a system that allows us if that person is not able in the future uh, to be able to continue to um, have that coverage. And that's why we focus more on an environment than we have on a particular device. With that being said, I mean, every year we see more and more seniors using things like iPhones and smartphones. And, you know, in, in, a, in so many ways, that is really just an extension of what we're able to do, especially as the uh, capabilities of things like heart rate monitoring activity, you know, in terms of like exercise. Uh, sleep quality, things like that, as that gets incorporated into those tools, I think that we're already going to naturally see a lot of seniors uh, start to migrate towards those solutions. And and I think it's what Catherine kind of touched on earlier. We've got to remember, if we acknowledge that, like, that we turn on the news, right? There's never, there's hardly ever anything positive on the news. Why is that? That is because negative, you know, scary information spreads much faster than good information. And the reality here is that with technology, the technology is being built for seniors. It's not this dystopian <laughs> kind of, you know, thing. Technology is really there to help people. And, um, no matter how you look at it, especially over in the foreseeable future, uh, technology is only going to change uh, to make lives so much easier and, and safer for seniors than uh, any type of you know fear-based uh, fear reality could become true, I believe. 
Yeah, and I, I would add to that, Jeff, too, that the word technology is what scares people or what has them sit up and go, oh, I don't know how to do that. But actual technology, the use of it, we're using every day anyway. And right. our older adults are using technology every day anyway, even if it's just a microwave. It's, right. They it's know true. how to use it. And it's really a matter of of not saying they can't do it and and showing them little we we call it shrink the change shrink mm -hmm. the change make mm. it something little bite sized that they can be successful at and so many of them are they want to do it so yeah it, you know yeah one thing that i think is really interesting right now is um there's this kind of reskilling effort going on with a lot of people you know because automation and technology in the workplace is having a big impact that means a lot of people who maybe traditionally weren't using technology will in the next in the coming years will be reskilling and becoming more comfortable with technology as well so we only expect to see the the uh, adoption of technologies and really um you know help solutions is really what we think um more than anything we see those and, and by the way, we all do it, right? It's like, I, I know that I count my steps and, you know, my activity, you can get a Noom to measure your gut health. You can, right. you know, there are all these kind of things that you can already do. Um, I think it's going to be a next kind of logical progression. And as you guys know, uh, this aging silver tsunami is not something that's going to end next year. This is something that, you know, is forecast to be on a steady growth curve through 2060. So I think we're going to see a lot of adoption changes. And I think seniors overall, by the time it's all said and done, they may be leading the charge in terms of technology and how it can help us, which I think would be fascinating to see. Yeah. And I just saw uh, research about the long-term care industry. And, and I think people who watch this show know that 10,000 senior, 10,000 people a day are turning 65. So we have a large group in the baby boomer population that is beginning to move into the over 65 range. And uh, what I didn't know, though, is that 69% of them are predicted to be in senior living at some point in their life. Wow, so right. like, there's a lot of growth that's coming here. Oh, yeah. and, and our senior living is something that that I think you, Jeff, are aligned with us on this, but that Francis and I are really out to change. And every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. So right. what you're doing, what I'm doing, what Francis is doing, and, and everyone mm -hmm. else with that on this show, um, we're about disrupting the system that exists today because the system isn't working exactly. and it's not the way we want to age. And so what you're providing is, kind of that front end, right? When you're mm -hmm. at home and then it can transition with you, it sounds like into senior living. If exactly. You into that. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the statistics are what get, you know, I think it's something like 286,000 seniors a year are, we are talking about car and car driving. That's 286,000 seniors are involved in car accidents a year. Uh, talk about shortage uh, of senior care communities, we've got about 49 million seniors in the United States today. There's only about a million beds in senior care. And that was that was before COVID. Right. right? So I think, you know, all signs are really pointing to we're actually expediting um, the move to, towards uh, alternative kind of in-home or um, different kinds of models. And that's where I think you guys are spot on and we see a huge opportunity as well. 
I want to talk, Catherine brought up a good point about you're having this data that can kind of go with you, right? For whether you start at home and then it moves with you into senior living. What can that do from like a predicted predictive analytics standpoint, learning about behaviors for, I mean, if you're tracking somebody for maybe three, four or five years, what does that do from that prediction? Ah, the secret sauce, right? <laughs> so this is where we start to look at um, what we loosely call population health, right? Uh, our system is designed so that every 85-year-old male with heart disease and high cholesterol benefits from every other 85-year-old with heart disease and high cholesterol that's ever used our system. Mm. And his data will contribute, his or her data will contribute towards the improved care of people in the future. Um, mm. So not to go too techie, but <laughs> the beauty of the um, concept of what's called machine learning, right, which is I've got this computer and if I just keep feeding the beast, right, it's going to get smarter and smarter. And so uh, that's how I think about the data that we're able to look at. And it's not even so much about the data. It's not about, you know, Catherine or Francis and what your biometrics are. It's about, you know, okay, I've got, you know, uh, 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 Francis, I'm going to go 36-year-old male with, you know, several children. And, you know, his profile is, is how it matches to everybody else's and how we're able to, um, you know, look at that from a metadata perspective, which for a lot of folks don't know what that is. Metadata is data about the data where it doesn't specifically mean one person. That's really good for seniors to know that it's not, you know, Bob Jones data that's being stored. It's um, a description of who they are and their characteristics and know that that data is used to help people in the future as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. And I have a background in conversational AI. So um, oh, cool. I, I love talking about machine learning and, and what we can do really with helping our seniors and helping to change the system. And I, I we're trying not to use the word seniors, our older adults, um, because really this, this is our future and we want our future to be the best it can possibly be. Well, I, and I, I want to really, you know, I want this to be uh, real quick. I want to say JP um, said, um, I'm assuming us that's some, a powerful stat. And I'm pretty certain he's talking about uh, the senior living housing stuff that Catherine mentioned about, uh, you know, 10,000 a day and 69%. Again, 69% of the baby boomers are going to need some type of senior housing or aging services. Think about that. That is a big number. And I, I think it goes back to what we're Catherine, talking about. I'm not sure. I think there's more... I was just going to say, there's more seniors retiring every day than there are children being born in this country, if I'm not mistaken. That either is already happening or it happens next year. It's, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it ties right into that. It's huge. But it ties Sorry, back into that. No, you're, no, it's a great point because you guys are, we're talking about the same thing here is that we're at this crescendo, this tipping point here, both from a care standpoint, from a model, from a system standpoint, because, you know, I've been, you know, a, a proponent that the systems we have today, are the systems we had yesterday just a little bit prettier? And I mean it from the sense that we took the nursing home <laughs> model of the 40s and 50s, right, of this clinical setting and the need for this and that, and then everything's this cloak and dagger of I'm a medical professional. I'm not going to really share what's going on. And we just put it in into resort-style living. And, and we forgot that as we progress as a society, our likes and dislikes of how we age change and we need models and care to support that. So what I, you know, we always like to talk, start talking about some action of our listeners here. One thing I want our listeners to take is start designing a model from care first, 
forget about the real estate, forget about the building, put that care centric model first. I, that's a, can I underline that? I want, I want to underline it, exclamation point it, draw circles around it. And let me tell you why. I have a friend who has a mother in senior living and she was told if she took her mom out for her 86th birthday okay. and her mom's not cog cognitively impaired at all, it's physical. Okay. And um, she, she was told if she took her out that she would have, she would owe the community $1,400 to pay for the two weeks of of uh, quarantine that they would have to provide for her mother when she came back from lunch. And wow. this is now this is not typical in senior living. So I don't want to make that be but like that's one, all is, one is too many, though, Catherine. One is too many. That's my point. One is too many. And what we're talking about here with what you're doing, Jeff, allows people to also age at home longer and. Right. And that's something that that Francis really talks about a lot, the idea that we can age at home longer. And um, a, I watched my dad go from that moment of we had to take his driver's license away. He decided at that point he was old mm. and he was going to die. And he kind of got busy dying. And yeah. it took a while. It took years. And I'm very sad to say that. But that was his mental state. It wasn't necessarily his physical state. Yeah. Um, and so what you're doing is providing a little more longevity at home. So independence is there. And, and on top of that, something we also talk about, a huge issue in senior care is the financial side of that. Being right. able to stay home longer helps you keep the money that you need for when you do have to transition into senior care, if you do residential right. care, um, to be able to manage that better. One thing that I, I want to point out to you guys that I think is, is a unintended positive consequence of what we're doing here is, um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, some wonderful stats, Kathleen's provided some wonderful statistics on the senior care industry. Wouldn't it be great if we were able to provide you know, statistics on residents and the overall population to family members and, uh, of residents. Mm -hmm. um, I think that as we look at how we digitize data and we move to digital systems, which is really what we're talking about with the Internet of Things, there become more um, arrows in, uh, you know, in the quiver, so to speak, that are also mm -hmm. marketing tools. One thing that we've already seen that, that's huge is, um, you know, when we go through a building, we actually do a 3D model of the building and digitally place, you know, where the sensors are so we can find them easily and the staff can find them you know, if we ever need to do anything, whatever. But by creating this 3D model, we now with the flip of a switch can go, hey, you know what, as a marketing tool, wouldn't it be great for you to be able to show off what the inside of this community looks like without having people to come in so we can actually offer 3D tours. That's just one kind of way that we've seen that uh, in communities. And then when we look at um, technology for seniors and isolation is huge. Um, things like what you're doing, Catherine, um, I, I've got a partner uh, out of Minnesota, I believe, a partner called Clatch. Uh, if, you, if you guys aren't familiar, check them out, K-L-A-A-T-C-H. Um, they measure through data um, isolation and loneliness, right? Being able to even have those tools that can help seniors years who are isolated, I think, is uh, is within reach of technology. And uh, it really depends on a person-by-person -person case, which is what we're able to really design as a, as a system that works for people to help them to have a better lifestyle as they age in place or, you know, in a community. Hmm. 
Jeff, that's fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. So we always ask our guests uh, our final question. After having listened to this show, what action would you like our audience to take? When I look at senior care uh, and I look at senior citizens and I look at, we touched on this, the, the kind of rat race that we all live in, especially right now where our you know, day-to-day has been shifted so much, um, communicate with seniors, right? Call that person that you don't talk to. Your correspondence means more to them than it ever does to you in that moment. And um, being able to do that, I think for there's so many people who are in who are locked in their own homes right now. Um, but you know, this just kind of highlights something that we see. I know you guys have seen it, right? People who like never get visited or never have someone to talk to. These are real issues. And so, um, if you're kind of like, I don't know if I should call them or like, you know, even just a few minutes is is a hugely important thing. And opening up that communication, I think, is one of the things that will help us to put solutions like this in in place in the future. Uh, because one of our biggest supporters should be the family uh, of who we're putting these systems in for, because we want them to be a part of that aging. Uh, and really hopefully put them in a position to be able to learn and, um, and grow from spending time with that senior as well. Uh, I think that those are huge, huge pieces. And uh, if technology can help do that, I would, I would certainly love to be a part of that. Oh, that's wonderful, Jeff. Thank you so much for being on our show today. If people want to reach out and learn more about you, about what you do, where should they go? Absolutely. You can, and perfect, remotehomecheck.com is our home care solution. Uh, One Point Senior Care is where we point our folks who are working with senior care communities and some really exciting things going on there right now. Uh, MoleculShield.com is our molecular virus protection uh, solution. We have a whole variety of solutions that can be used to fight the COVID. Um, And uh, we are happy to help you in any way we can. And thank you both uh, so much for having me on uh, from, from me and my team. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk about what we're doing and uh let's uh let's see how we can change senior care together absolutely no this has been a pleasure and love uh love being able to dive a little deep in that kind of you know the internet of things and also that big data and that you know health population data stuff because i do believe it will have a place to help us essentially create from scratch our new aging communities yep <laughs> so absolutely Let's get it. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. And, uh, you know, if you're watching this in review, share your comments, share your notes. Let us know what you're thinking, how we can be able to help. And also, we want to hear from you. What do you want to challenge? How do you want to make an impact on those that are aging? Have a great rest of your week and a wonderful weekend.